final episode of The Shift with Shay for 2021. I'm Shay Candish, the Association's Assistant General Secretary and host of this podcast. We're recording this podcast from the land of the Darawal people. This land was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. The holiday season can be a tough time for many nurses and midwives, and there's never been a more important time to take stock of where we're at and our mental health. Many of you will have hectic schedules through this period, whether it's trying to juggle family commitments with working public holidays or the feelings of isolation that often come when we're missing out on important life events because of shift work. Over the past couple of years, the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association have been working with an organisation called Nurse and Midwife Support to provide mental health support for our members. Today on the show, I'm joined by Registered Nurse and Stakeholder Engagement Manager for Nurse and Midwife Support, Mark Atkin. Welcome to the show, Mark, and a Merry Christmas to you. Thanks very much, Shay. Great to be here, and a Merry Christmas to you and to all the listeners. Thank you. So look, Mark, can you start off by telling us a bit about what you've got planned for Christmas this year? Yeah, good, um, good question. I've, um, I do have plans, uh, and that's an interesting thing in itself to say because we haven't been able to make many plans for um, quite a while, given the nature of the pandemic. And I'm based in um, Melbourne in Victoria, and so planning has been something we haven't done much of. But I actually plan to have a break. And uh, and I haven't had a holiday for 18 months, like many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday plans were pushed aside so we could do the important work that we need to do. And, uh, and, uh, and so I'm going to take three weeks off. I'm going to relax in my three-acre garden with my partner and my two dogs. And I'm going to have friends visit and family <laughs> visit and, um, and take some time to pause, to reflect and to um, restore myself and my energy for the important work ahead in 2022. Sounds lovely and well-deserved by the sounds of it. Uh, so, Mark, can you tell us a bit about your career as a nurse and how you came to become the stakeholder engagement manager at Nurse and Midwife Support? I've been a, a nurse for 37 years, so quite a long time, and um, and I love being a nurse. And I've had, uh, like many nurses and midwives, I've had a very eclectic career. And um, I've really kind of followed my interests and my passion in my nursing career and sometimes I've actually ended up in places I didn't really expect or plan to end up in like I guess nurse and midwife support Um, so I started off like I trained in the old hospital system at the Royal Melbourne Hospital Um, prior to that I I, um, was at university and I've got a Bachelor of Arts in, um, in English and Psychology which is kind of really I think set me up really well for the work I do now with nurse and midwife support. Of course in the early days I loved the bells and whistles and I did critical care training and I worked in intensive care units um, in Melbourne and Sydney um, for a number of years. Then I got really interested in research and education so I undertook quite a few research trials as um, part of working in intensive care and then of course all this was in the midst of the um, HIV AIDS epidemic 
And I really got interested in that area of nursing and the complexity of that, because not only had, you know, it impacted people I cared for, but it impacted a lot of my peer group. And, um, and that was a very challenging time in my career. So I kind of um, took up the mantle and I went and got a qualification in HIV sexual health nursing. And I worked in that area for many years. And at one stage I was at the Sydney Sexual Health Centre, which was a great experience as well as uh, the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre. And, um, and I realised that a lot of my work involved counselling. So I actually got a counselling qualification, uh, which has held me in really good stead for the work I do now. So when the um, position at Nurse and Midwife Support came along um, five years ago, a friend said, I think it's the perfect job for you, Mark, because you're really passionate and committed to supporting nurses and midwives. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't really even know what a stakeholder engagement manager would do. It's not something I've come across as a nurse. So I kind of read a book on stakeholder engagement manager and I um, put myself forward for the role. And um, I was fortunate to be part of the team that established and set up nurse and midwife support almost five years ago. And uh, I'll tell you, it's been quite a journey. Of course, we didn't know at that stage that a COVID-19 pandemic would come along and challenge and impact um, nurses and midwives like nothing I think has ever before in, mm. in living memory, uh, particularly in this country. And, um, and so we feel really privileged to be able to support our colleagues at this very challenging time. It's incredible, isn't it? Well, it sounds like a good opportunity if you could tell us a bit more about actually what nurse and midwife support has been doing for nurses and midwives through this most recent pandemic. Yeah, thanks, Leigh. We are we've been very busy and happily um, so because we are all about support and supporting nurses and midwives for whatever issue they need support for. So any nurse, midwife or student, or indeed anyone concerned about our welfare can contact nurse and midwife support 24 seven, 1-800-667-877, or they can get in touch via the website, nmsupport.org.au. And nurses and midwives have been calling us about all sorts of things, as you would appreciate from workplace stress, occupational violence, bullying and harassment, um, workplace um, concerns, particularly in relation to um, PPE and availability of PPE, um, pandemic fatigue, exhaustion, burnout. We're starting to hear from people. They're not actually saying, I think I've got post-traumatic stress disorder, but they are certainly exhibiting some of the the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, uh, vicarious trauma and, um, and moral distress. They're really to name a few. Um, mm. Nurses and midwives, as I said, can contact us about any issue they need support for. And I think one of the things that always um, touches me, Shay, is when a, a nurse um, rings us after a very challenging shift that is, um, they've held it together through the shift, they get to their car at the end of the shift and they they feel like they can't drive and they can't they don't want to take all this home to their families so they actually call us from their car um, to actually debrief the experience they've just had and uh, and so 
they're the, they're the types of reasons that people would call us and, and do um, call us in relation to. So you're, if you're out there not sure about who to speak to or what to call us about, just give us a call. We're happy to talk to you. The service is a nurse and midwife led, led service. And just as I'm a very experienced registered nurse, all of our team are very experienced registered nurses and or midwives and passionate about supporting our profession. So we understand the world you live and work in. So please reach out. Don't sit at home or in your car, concerned that you're not feeling okay, give us a call. You just took me right back to my kind of clinical career as well when you were talking about being stuck in the car I got kind of goosebumps at that moment um, it, it acutely rushed back so I'm sure there'll be plenty of listeners that have the same or similar experience um, it's something that many of us have done, many of us have done probably um, so what what's the what's the feeling of members that are ringing through to you what's the experience been like for them when they're calling in and what what have they sort of found it's been like working through a pandemic well i think one word that sums it up is challenging um and um and at times really really overwhelming difficult um and um and i guess um, a big issue for people is the uncertainty, really not knowing what is um, going to come next and how that may impact them. Mm -hmm. And of course, in usual nurse and midwife fashion, they kind of don't always look at it in relation to themselves, but they're concerned about their colleagues or their families and yeah. their friends and, you know, what they might be dealing with or indeed, you know, the fear of potentially taking COVID-19 home and transmitting it to their, their family, friends or loved ones. So, you know, they're very difficult emotions and feelings to carry with you and to experience. Mm. And what about uh, the nurses and midwives that are contacting you talking about some formal debriefing or counselling um, that's being really pushed at their workplace or are they finding that there's a real absence of support so they're looking for other options? Sort of what is their experience in that regard? Uh, again, Shay, quite, um, quite individual, a bit of both really. Some workplaces have really stepped up and provide great support to mm -hmm. nurses and midwives. Uh, and, um, and so debriefing is um, a standard um, part of the way that they work. There's um, lots of really interesting and I think important health and wellbeing initiatives that have come out of this. But some people also report they feel quite isolated and they feel like they're just expected to get on with it. And, um, and they're kind of almost caught up on a conveyor belt of, you know, getting the work done and then, you know, handing over to the next person or indeed doing double shift, which is really depleting them. Mm. So um, um, quite varied experiences. And, um, and if, I guess, again, if you don't feel like you are getting the support from your workplace, you will certainly get that support from us. Yeah, so critical that we've got someone that we can reach out to. I'm so grateful for the support that your service offers. Um, as someone who's kind of, I guess, either been on the coalface or close to the those that are through two different pandemics, can you reflect a little for us about what the differences and the similarities have been that you've seen over these two kind of really different, but I suppose in some way similar events? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, and I have done a lot of reflection through this period, Shay, as no doubt many nurses and midwives have, if indeed they've had time to and the luxury of, you know, taking time to reflect because um, it does take time. Um, I actually wrote a piece on this for um, for the Nurse and Midwife Support website. And, um, and if you're interested in reading that, I can give you the link for the show notes. Um, yeah, I'd love also, to. Yeah, find, you can find that on our website, www.nmsupport.org.au. And I guess some of the reflections, Shay, is that, um, again, the uncertainty and the unknowns. So we, you know, during the AIDS epidemic, we, there was a lot of uncertainty and unknown. And similarly with COVID, there's been um, and continues to be a lot of uncertainty. Certainly, they've both been fear-driven. There's been a lot of fear around um, um, the impact and, I guess, the transmission. And there's similarities there between, you know, the early days of HIV, AIDS, and, um, and the unknown about transmission until you get to know, know about transmission. And I guess an element of stigma. There was a lot of stigma, obviously, in relation to the AIDS epidemic. Um, but also I've noticed there's um, been a fair bit of stigma in relation to COVID-19. And I know many nurses and midwives have um, experienced occupational violence, particularly if they've been out in the community in their scrubs, just going mm. to and from work about their business and, um, and the fear from the general population um, hurling abuse because their, um, their fear is driving, I think, often their negative behaviour towards people in the business of caring for the community. Um, and, um, and that's unfortunate. I think any of these, um, any health issue that is fear-driven is going to cause uncertainty, it's going to cause problems, and it's often going to fuel anger. So there's some of the similarities as well. But also I think um, one of the big similarities for me is that the way communities have stepped up to support each other, and certainly in the AIDS epidemic, the gay and lesbian community, and indeed the Australian government really stepped up to support um, um, people um, impacted by HIV AIDS. And I think um, similarly with COVID-19, I think nurses and midwives have really stepped up to not only support communities impacted and the people they care for, but also so to support each other. Mm. And um, yeah, we are running a, um, a story competition at the moment at Nurse and Midwife Support, celebrating the great friendships of nurses and midwives and the support that it gives us. And that competition, um, We'll probably go now till the end of February because we really want to hear from nurses and midwives about their friendships in the profession that have really supported them. And that is one of the similarities I have identified from both the AIDS epidemic and COVID-19 is that it's actually been the collegial support or the friendships that have really got us through. Mm. It's really interesting, isn't it? And I think, you know, it's one of those... Um, I think somewhat unique aspects of this, of these kind of professions, like the friendships and the teamwork that you generate, it's like nowhere else I've ever worked. It's quite bizarre, but it's incredible because it gets you through. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes it is the only thing that gets you through. 
And, uh, and so I think it's really important to reflect on that mm. and to not only take a moment to acknowledge um, that and your friends and your supports, but also take a moment to pat yourself on the back for the incredible job that you have done, you are doing, and that you will continue to do as we, you know, as we move into the recovery phase of COVID-19. That's really good advice. Uh, do you have any other suggestions or advice for people as they're going into the holiday season? Anything that might help to, you know, give them some um, mental space or ability to reflect maybe? Yes. Um, look, I'm, I'm a bit reluctant to say this because not everybody can book a holiday. Um, and um, But taking a break or planning a break I think is really, really important in restoring yourself, refreshing yourself and replenishing your reserves after the experience that many have had. So look, even if you can't have that holiday until, you know, Easter next year or May, June, I think booking the holiday and looking forward to something is vitally important, mm. but also utilising part of your time off for you. So we really advocated nurse and midwife support, the importance of self-care and the importance of really developing an intentional self-care plan. So just as you develop a self-care plan for the people you care for, your patients, your clients, your residents, and indeed nurses and midwives are really good at developing care plans. It's one of our core skills. We advocate doing that for yourself. So think about it write goals for your self-care, um, make it person-centered. That's really important because what works for me may not work for you. And write it down, share it with people in your life who can make it happen and put some non-negotiables in there. Like, you know, every second Friday, I catch up with my friend and we do ABCD. And that's really vital for my health and well-being. So it's a non-negotiable. And actually, if I do it and I commit to it and I stick to it, I'm actually going to be a better person. Mm, that's really good advice. Thank you. It's really interesting. I think, you know, we're starting to obviously see the health system normalised to some degree. And that's not to say that what we're dealing with is normal, but I think the experience of what's happening um, you know, is sort of becoming so common that we're learning to normalise that kind of higher level of acuity, higher level of kind of activity coming through the doors, sicker patients, all the rest of it. So, you know, our fear really for members is if they don't stop and take a break, this will become the normal and they won't have that space to kind of clock it and say, hang on a second, where do we start to put some systems into place to get back to actually what... Um, we need to that you know give, gives us the capacity to deliver the really safe patient care in a way that's not driven by the pandemic. Um, so I think that's really good advice to sort of take some time and um, book a holiday and get some space. I think that's really key. Um, so also there's a campaign running with nurse midwife support. Um, it's the I am only human campaign. Can you tell us a bit about that, Mark? 
So this is a campaign we um, ran last year in the second wave of the pandemic um, with the ANMFDIC branch, with the support of the Andrews government who um, gave the other organisation I work for, the Nursing Midwifery Health Program Victoria, some specific funding to um, provide extra support for nurses and midwives. And so some key people got together and thought, what's the important issue here? And we decided the important issue was reminding nurses and midwives that and being a nurse or a midwife does not bulletproof you from normal human emotions. Because oh, so despite <laughs> the fact that we were and are told that through the pandemic we've been superheroes, not a term that I like and not a term I think a lot of nurses and midwives like. Um, but despite that, at the end of the day, we're just like everybody else. We're humans and um, we have all the vulnerabilities and frailties and um, risk factors of any other human. So that campaign was around reminding nurses and midwives that if you're not feeling okay, if you need support, if you're starting to think that this um, prolonged stress that I've been working and living under has negatively impacted me, that is okay because at the end of the day, you're only human and you're entitled to be not okay and to reach out and get the support you need. So it was really a call to action, Shay, two nurses and midwives saying, if you do feel only human, um, then that is exactly how you should feel and we are here to support you. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're Wonder Woman and you're a superhero, that's okay too, but we're not putting you up on that pedestal and you don't need to put yourself there. And we all feel like that at times, right? Even when you're a bit superhuman, I think it's totally normal to have moments where you kind of go, hang on, this is all just a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's really useful. Thank you. Now, um, I understand that you also have your own podcast called Your Health Matters. Can you tell us a bit about that, Mark? Yes, indeed, I do, Shay, and it's been quite a journey. I've loved becoming a um, podcaster and I've learned a lot. I think I started um, maybe about three and a half years ago and it was actually um, pre-pandemic. I used to travel around Australia and I probably met many of your members actually at events because I was at several of the New South Wales Nurse Association conferences in New South Wales. Um, and... Um, and it was one, I can't remember which conference it was, was but, you know, nurse and midwives always come and speak to me on the booth and, you know, we love a chat. And so what do you do, Mark? And, you know, so talking about what we do at nurse and midwife support and the resources we have and the content we have on our website. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you're kind of saying that exercise is really important. So if I'm sitting down reading your content on the um um, on the computer, I'm not really getting my exercise. What about a podcast? And I could walk and listen to, you know, the important information you want to relate to me. And I was like, you know what? That is a great, great idea. idea yeah. <laughs> that is such a great idea. So I went back to the team and I said, I met this really inspirational nurse who suggested a podcast. Uh, what about we give it a go? And they're like, yeah, if you're up for it, we're up for it. And so the podcast was born been quite a journey. I'm a nurse. I'm not a, you know, a, 
a podcaster who, you know, I guess there's a whole generation of people who, you know, uh, start their working life out as podcasters, but I didn't start my working life that way. So it's been a quite, a bit, quite an experience and I've learned a lot. And we've got some great podcasts on the Nurse and Midwife Support website, ranging from topics like pandemic fatigue, burnout, bullying and harassment, occupational violence, um, exercise, nutrition, and the importance of self-care. So a lot of the topics I've spoken about today, you can hear more of those on our podcast, Your Health Matters. Awesome. Well, there you have it. If you want a bit more of what you've heard, head over to Your Health Matters and download that podcast. Um, it's really interesting that you just said, you know, you kind of didn't start life as a podcaster. I think it's really incredible what kind of um, career paths nursing can set you up for, right? I never thought I'd end up here in this role either at the Nurses Association. Um, it's amazing. I think we get some really incredible skills that take you into all of these wonderful and we often weird um, areas of work. So, you know, something out there for the members if you've if you're uh, thinking of different career moves, there's lots of options available to us, that's for sure. Absolutely, Shane. And indeed, that's a reason you might call Nurse and Midwife Support. You're feeling not really, you know, that happy in your job at the moment and you're not sure what next, you can call us and we can help you work through it. And in fact, I've got a podcast on exactly this topic. Oh, I've got a few friends I think I need to share that with. <laughs> a few colleagues that are thinking about what's next what can I do yeah. <laughs> awesome well look Mark I've really enjoyed our time together thank you so much it's been such a pleasure um, and I think your service is just so critical for our members so I'm really grateful uh, for all the work that you do because you know I think this has been a really tough pandemic for our members to work through kind of this strange once in a lifetime experience but having services available that help people to kind of navigate the challenges is so critical so thank you very much I really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure Shay great to be a guest on your podcast and um hey, maybe next year you could be a guest on my podcast. Oh, I'd love to. Anytime. You hit me up. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back after a quick word with the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association Member Advantage Program. Did you know that as a member of the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, you can save thousands of dollars a year through our Member Advantage Program? Your union membership gives you access to discounts for everything from groceries, white goods from the good guys, holidays and even a new car. You can access it through your member central portal and if you're not yet a member, join today by going to nswnma.asn.au to enjoy the benefits straight away. That's it for this episode of The Shift with Shay and for the podcast for the rest of the year. I look forward to joining you next year with more podcasts from across the world of nursing and midwifery. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And from myself and the team at the New South Wales Nurses and Midwives Association, I want to wish you and your families a very Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous new year. I'll catch up with you again soon. Mm -hmm.